You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. This is episode 156 of the Well Woman podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another amazing episode. We have the beautiful Nura Rochelle joining us today to discuss Venus, the planet of Venus, the Venus star, and we're connecting feminine astrology and the menstrual cycle and how Venus impacts that. Now, I thought this would be an amazing topic to come out on this particular date because this is International Women's Day. If you live in North America, you are still in International Women's Day as this episode comes out. If you're like me and live in Australia, it's the day after International Women's Day, but we are celebrating women. And I thought that exploring another astrology episode with Nura Rochelle would be the best thing to do. Now, if you're new to hearing who Nura is and what it is that she does, tune into our episode 106. This is the episode about tracking your menstrual cycle using astrology with Nura Rochelle. Now, I invited Nura back on the show. She is a beautiful guest teacher and speaker inside the cyclical school menstrual cycle coaching certification course that I run and she has the literally the wealth of knowledge around astrology at the end of 2021 I did a one-on-one session with her around my own personal menstrual cycle astrology and I'm continually blown away and if you think about how I respond throughout this episode to this particular topic you'll get to understand why I love astrology and the menstrual cycles connection so much. Now Nura herself is a professional astrologer and she draws from many different branches including evolutionary, stoic, traditional western astrology and deepening self-awareness. She integrates herbalism, movement practices and intuitive skill building in her counseling and educational work And her embodiment of purpose and everyday soul realization is at the core of Nura's offerings. Now, she has a huge focus on simplicity of daily routine and ritual, grounding us in our cosmic wisdom in clarity of action. Now, throughout this episode, I drop a few swear bombs and I have a massive amount of aha moments. But we talk about what is Venus. We talk about the planet Venus. We look at Venus's relationship with the menstrual cycles, the values of Venus, including the yin and the yang and the feminine energies. We talk about how to work with Venus, how you can connect with Venus, how you can embrace Venus even when you're in your masculine. We spend a chunk of time talking about chakra cleansing with Venus. This completely blows my mind, this particular aspect of the episode. And we wrap it up by exploring how you can honor your cycle and embrace Venus herself. So I trust that you're going to love this episode as much as I did recording it. I've taken so many notes and after recording it, I did all the little things that Nura guides us to do and encourages us to connect with our Venus um, star and Venus planet. And literally, I've learned so much about myself since doing that. So I strongly encourage you to take notes throughout this episode. Um, I hope that you really enjoy it and love it as much as I did. Don't forget to check out episode 106 to get an insight in the foundations and fundamentals of astrology for your menstrual cycle. All right, enough of me talking. Let's jump into the episode. Have you heard? We officially have launched a brand new Well Women Academy. Yep, today's show is sponsored by this new signature membership program, the Well Woman Academy. Would you love to discover your own menstrual cycle, understand ovulation, master menstruation, and live cyclically? Well, your menstrual cycle membership is officially here. The Well Woman Academy is a monthly membership where together we study things like menstrual cycles, cycle tracking, cycle rituals, contraception, the feminine, eating and moving for your cycle, and so much more. It's the number one place to discover how to end cycle signs and PMS for good. For less than $2 a day, each month you'll receive access to over 150 live recorded classes and cycle-specific learning modules across a wide range of formats like written, audio, video, and home study. Not to mention every single membership gives back with menstrual cups to menstruators in need. Thanks to our commitment with the COVID project. Join me and hundreds of women from all over the world inside our private Facebook community and online learning portal as together we awaken our cycle, reconnect our bodies and guide you to live in cyclical harmony. Learn more and join us at www.wellsome.com forward slash academy. 
Nira, welcome back to the Wild Woman podcast. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be here. I'm so excited. I love chatting with you. And in the little intro that I pre-recorded, I, you know, have let everyone know about your previous podcast episode that we did together, which was nearly exactly a year ago. And it's episode 106. And that episode is so profound for a lot of people who've never learned about astrology or how astrology can be linked in with the menstrual cycle. And still to this date, it is the podcast episode that I have taken the most notes in. That is such an honor to my Aquarius. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So so thank you. Um, I know that we've worked together one-on-one. You're also a guest teacher inside the cyclical school, which is beautiful. And all of our students thrive on your classes. So thank you. Today, we're talking about Venus, and I can't wait to dive into that. But for those who haven't yet listened to episode 106, before we dive into who you are, tell us what day of your cycle you're on, how you're checking in today, and then who is Nura Rochelle? Yeah, so thank you for asking. I'm on day three of my cycle. I actually also decided to do a cleanse right at the same time. So I feel really double detoxed, um, very pure. I feel my energy is starting to build up. So it's a really great time to be talking about this. I feel very in my body, which is very linked to Venus, which we'll be talking about more. And so who I am, I'm an astrologer. I have worn many hats, studied herbalism, yoga, emotional processing, clairvoyance, really just how to be here and collect information and create my life with the most resonance and groundedness as possible. So that's really the energy that I bring to astrology, just to make it really practical and usable. I love that because I think that astrology can be very overwhelming if you're learning about it for the first time. And a lot of people that I've connected with are like, yeah, but the moon's got all these things. And there's, what about all the planets? And how do the star signs work in with that? And it can be very overwhelming. It's one thing that I loved at the end of 2021, I had the opportunity of sitting down with you and we went through my own chart and how to apply that chart to my menstrual cycle tracker, the written tracker that I use. And it's helped me see it in a clearer way of like, okay, these are the focus points and these are the highlighting things. And these is where you, you know, to work on for the next month or your next cyclical nature for the next four phases and it's different for everyone and I think that it can be so like ah but you've got such a beautiful way of not dumbing it down but really making it understandable in bite-sized pieces I am so glad to hear that because I do feel like you can make astrology very complicated and it is it's a beautiful sacred science that it's once you open the doors to it there's endless you know, you can study astrology in relation to everything. So I feel like it just depends on your intention. What do you want to use it for? And then focus on that. And I'm kind of like, I'm very step-by-step, very methodical. I've got a lot of earth in my chart. I'm just like, let's use what we have. And then when we need more, we know where to find it. Mm, So juicy. I love that because there's always, like you said, there's always more that can be learned, but I think mastering or really solidifying the basics is super important. Um, And if you want, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, where do I start? I want to do this. You need to listen to episode 106 because that is like the foundation of everything. Um, We talk about astrology and energy and the changing moons and you might not even remember the conversation, but I get asked about it a lot. (laughs) So we talk about the planets and the signs and everything. So today you thought it'd be a great time to discuss Venus and Considering this episode is coming out on International Women's Day for you in your time zone, the day after International Women's Day for me in my time zone, I thought it would be a great way to look at Venus and how we can really understand Venus and how it affects our cycle. So what is Venus apart from men are from Mars and women are from Venus? (laughs) Yes, I love that. So Venus is the feminine. And she holds a lot of information, how we get to initiate. I'm noticing this might be needed to be, but but there's like, yeah, something's going on with the internet. (laughs) 
All right. So let's talk about today's topic. We are exploring Venus and I thought it would be a great time to do this considering it's International Women's Day for you when this episode comes out and it's the day after International Women's Day for me when the episode comes out. And I always think about like men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Um, When we think about Venus and the feminine and how does all of this link in with our cycles? So what is Venus? Let's start with that. Yes. So Venus is a representation of the divine feminine. She really shows us a lot of our feeling nature in relation to the moon, very similar. Um, The moon tends to be more how we process our emotions, but Venus is like our actual reactions to what we're experiencing. And she has a lot to do with what we are creating. So if we think about our menstrual cycles, just that affinity with being in our flow and how that influences our creativity. So I really look at Venus as basically like our guiding star, because she can also be known as either the morning star or the evening star. And she's very much a guide. Some call her the guidess instead of the goddess. And she guides us in our feminine creativity, no matter what gender, and really um, embodies these cyclical awareness of height and ascension as well as deep descension coming even deeper into ourselves so she's incredibly powerful in the feminine mysteries and understanding all of the different faces of who we get to be and where we are in our life cycle that is so juicy i'm just like (laughs) ferociously taking notes again i um I really love how you mentioned that it's a morning star and evening star. Sometimes it's referred to that. I've never heard of that before. Um, But I do, the first time I really recognized when I was getting into like learning about astrology and, you know, planets and bits and pieces, I was out at Uluru in Australia. This is um, a really sacred site for the Indigenous and First Nations people um, in the central Australia. So it's like in in the desert, so to speak. And we got up very, very early in the morning to watch the sunrise and you could see Venus so, so bright. Now, at this stage, it's like three, four years ago, I had an app on my phone where you hold the phone up to the sky and it shows you like where everything is. And I was like, oh, my God, that's Venus. It nearly is as bright as the moon, but not as close. (laughs) Um, So that was my first connection. And when you say morning star and evening star, is that kind of what you mean? Like it looks like a really, really, really bright star. Absolutely. Most of the time when people are referring to the morning or evening star, they're talking about Venus. Sometimes it can be Jupiter, um, depending on different transits, but most of the time we're talking about Venus. And so, of course, in the morning star, she's going to come up just before the sun. So if you get up nice and early when she's in her morning star phase and she's in her morning star phase for the whole first nine months of 2022. So then when she's in her evening star phase, it's just after the sun sets. And so most people tend to be able to be awake for after sunset more often than not, but it's, it's really beautiful to see, um, just to connect with her. And um, you can really feel the difference too when she's in her morning star phase compared to her evening star phase they both carry very different energies oh and I can sense that too definitely and so I'm definitely going to be like is Venus out there today <laughs> um we're great to know that she's a morning star for the time being now you mentioned a little bit about the fact that Venus has like super powerful feminine mysteries if you were to summarize maybe three or four traits of Venus, how would you summarize them? And then let's dive into how Venus could influence our menstrual cycle. Absolutely. So Venus being kind of like the ambassador or the emissary of the divine feminine, and she is who we all get to be initiated through. I really believe that everybody alive here on earth is being initiated through unconditional love. And so there's a really um, relational orientation for Venus. So everything that we're creating and how that connects to our relationships. And then most importantly, the relationship with ourselves. So that's one part of it. Another part is our values and our priorities. She also has a strong affinity with resources and money. 
So really where we have Venus in our chart, show us so much information around how we manifest both financially and relationally. And then what we are attracting into our lives, what we are magnetizing into our lives based on our point of attraction. So if you've ever worked with the law of attraction in any case scenario, or even through your love languages, there's all these different ideas, but I really feel like they're all coming back to us and how we understand our Venus placement, both by sign and by house. Oh, I love that. Nellie's Philippa. I was going to be listening to me and like, what does she mean by placement? in sign and house is that to do with my birth like my star sign and is that in my home if you're thinking that question you need to listen to podcast episode 106 because we talk all about that um but venus has some beautiful qualities which i i'm just feeling like really connected she's kind of like this is my interpretation of it in this moment she's kind of like gaia like mother earth gaia guy's energy force but in a in another planet <laughs> is that right like yeah, actually, some people do refer to Venus as our twin planet that we Ooh. are really working. If you've ever heard actually of the Pleiadians and all of the different um, cosmic star um, beings who are our relatives, there's this energy um, of the Pleiades associated with Venus and how we're all actually on similar energetic frequencies where it's all basically learning about love. So that might be another topic for another day, but um, very much that energy of evolving together kind of in an esoteric sense. Yeah. I love that esoteric sense because, and the fact that we're all learning about love. Oh God, that is another whole topic. Um, But so beautiful. And yeah, Venus, beautiful. I like that. The Gaia of another planet. Okay. Next question. (laughs) How does this beautiful Venus energy and planet and the astrology alignment with Venus connect with our menstrual cycle? So if we were to bring it together and be like, well, how can this influence impact and support our cycle? And how can we use Venus, um, you know, to guide us with our menstrual cycles? Yes. So I feel like she's very supportive in understanding some of the bigger cycles that we are a part of. So of course, like every cycle, we have the inner winter, inner spring, inner autumn, inner summer. But even if we look at that over a year, how do our, how do the actual seasons differ in relation to the micro seasons or the micro cycles? So I look at Venus more as this, this nine month to 18 month cycle that we can actually be working with. And we can know, for example, where the Venus star point is. And so just a little bit about that. We have a Venus star point every time the sun conjuncts Venus while Venus is retrograde. So this happened at the beginning of the year, January 2022. And this lasts all the way until July of 2023. So we get these really long-term cycles. And in this place, the energy of Capricorn is going to be kind of like the foundation. So you could think about it like this. Every time that the sun or the moon every month come back to it's about 18 degrees Capricorn we're going to have this extra intensity so this is where it gets a little bit detailed and nuanced so just hang in with me for a moment if you can know where you have that 18 degree point in your chart and then how your cycles are more or less um, you know moving with that energy every month I think you can get a really nice glimpse of clarity of what you are creating because everything is going to come back to that energy collectively for this year and a half. So really using her, using Venus and and connecting with her energy from a place of broader cycles, understanding the strategy and um, also looking at how we are emotionally maturing because our menstrual cycles have so much to do with our emotional health as well and our self-awareness our self-knowledge so if we are tapped into our uh, you know responsibility these are very capricorn themes our maturity our sense of practicality also capricorn has the affinity with the wise elder so these are all themes that are very present and then we can on a more micro scale, as we use the moon to track and and connect with our menstrual cycles every month, we can sort of be layering this information. Does that make sense? It does. It does make sense to me. I can just imagine people like, 
what did she just say in Chinese? Um, so I think a good little breakdown, if you're listening to this and you haven't already listened to episode 106, and I keep saying that because that is a foundation to, to all of this knowledge, is, and Mira, tell me if I'm wrong in the way I describe this, because <laughs> I could be wrong, but we all have houses and there's 12, is it 12 houses? Yep. So there's 12 houses. And we have six upper houses and six lower houses, like rising and descending, so to speak. And the planets and our signs move from house to house, house to house, house to house all the time. And so what Nur is kind of saying is that when a, you know, a certain, so let's say it is Venus, Venus might be in a certain house, but that house might be about relationships or it might be about purpose or career Therefore, Venus's relationship with Korea is going to be different when it's in the house of relationships as opposed to when it's in the house of Korea. Yeah, have I just fucked that up? Absolutely. No, that was really great. Good job, Gemma. It's all about, yeah, it's all about being able to layer all of these meanings. So essentially, like we can look at Venus and work with these really long-term cycles of these Venus star points. Uh, for 18 months. So with that, you only need to know where Venus is in one part of your chart. But there's also another way that we can work with Venus and it's as she is transiting. So this is where it gets a little bit more nuanced and you want to be able to have a little bit more familiarity with your chart and notice, okay, where is she moving through the houses? Because she's going to show us what we get to focus on attracting in and our points of, you know, our frequency, our resonance. So we can really, I think this is where I think there's some alchemy involved because I feel like Venus really reminds us that we are powerful creators, that we create our reality based on our frequency, based on the energy and based on what we're asking for and our commitment and our dedication in that asking, our consistency. And so she really reminds us that creating what we want, it doesn't have to be so difficult all the time, especially if we are in resonance with ourselves. So if you combine these, these broader themes of what you're trying to create, then looking into your menstrual cycle and, and noticing, oh, this is a time, for example, of the month when I'm really productive, or this is a time when I need a little bit more rest, or this is a, a part of the cycle where my hormones are really active and, and I need to self-regulate. If you sort of take all of that and then layer it on top of this is what I'm attracting, this is what I'm creating, you can actually make the best of all experiences. And I think, so I say this just um, really drive the point home. Like if we're focusing on Venus, she's going to help bring more ease into that whole experience and help it help us to really focus our creative energies because basically where Venus is, where she is by transit, where she is with her star points, this is going to be where you're very supported for creating what you want to create and, and for building and for manifesting. And then no matter where you are in your menstrual cycle, you can sort of tailor the energy that way. So it's like, if you are in a resting phase of your cycle, as long as you still have that energetic connection to Venus, you can note, oh, this rest is, is actually really supporting me in how I'm creating and, and kind of looking at it this way. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. And I'm like frothing and geeking over here. People can't see me, but I'm like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. Because it's just helping, well, for me, the way that I kind of interpret what you're saying, and hopefully this helps our listeners, is that Venus is so feminine. Like all the qualities you're kind of outlining are really feminine qualities. And it makes me think of the yin and the yang aspects of our menstrual cycle. So for those who are unaware of this and you're learning new aspects of tracking your cycle chart, so not your astrology chart, but your cycle tracking chart, is that we have four phases of our cycle. Two phases are in the yin and two phases are in the yang. Yang is outward, yin is inward. Yin is feminine, yang is masculine. And just when you were saying, you're about, you know, Venus helping us connect and Venus welcomes in more ease 
This is the ultimate feminine art of surrender and allow and receiving. And I think that if we can, well, one, we can tap into that energy at any stage of our cycle, but if we're specifically recognizing it in those feminine times, we're going to more easily really adapt to the feminine way of surrender. Would you suggest, like, would you agree with that? Or do you have another point of view on that? Absolutely. Yes. Because Venus, her mantra is really to let it be easy. I think we are inundated. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Um, I think we're inundated with messages of, you know, we're meant to be constantly producing or constantly creating, but Venus really does remind us that there is that, um, there's a cycle here that is very intentional. So I haven't yet brought this up, but so as much as there's a Venus star point that lasts for about 18, 19 months when the sun and Venus conjunct, when Venus is retrograde, which only happens about every year and a half, um, there's also Venus gates. And this occurs every time the moon is conjunct Venus. And so this is also a really beautiful energy. And there's a whole story around the descent of Venus. So basically after she stations retrograde, she begins her descent. So she's a morning star. She begins her descent. And the way it is theorized is that she's descending through the chakras. So right after it. Right. I know it's, (laughs) it's really cool. It's so mind blowing. Um, So she starts with the crown and we have about a month in the crown, really working, healing and clearing our crown chakra. And we move for a month through the brow, through the, through the throat, through the heart, solar plexus, um, sacral and root. And then at that time is around when she then shifts out of morning star and into evening star. And so then from there, we start to ascend. We start in the root, build through the sacral chakra, solar plexus, heart, throat, uh, brow, and crown. And, And that whole process that I just described takes about 18, 19 months. So this is actually a little bit more nuanced. This is probably where you would want um, a reading or, you know, to learn a little bit more about how to discover this in your chart, but it's really great because you can actually map out, well, what Venus gate am I in? Am I working this cycle or this month through healing my crown or healing my heart. And so that's sort of next level. This is like Venus advanced, Um, but so amazing to know um, where we are. And so this is actually something that applies to everyone in the collective, right? Because she has this process and it goes month by month according to the moon Venus conjunctions. But you can see more or less where these moon venus conjunctions are occurring in your chart and then noticing okay what chakra is it corresponding to and what am i trying to create this month where is this showing up in my chart and so there's a lot of information that we can get from this holy <laughs> fuck balls excuse my language but like i'm just like oh my god this is i'm having a remembering moment where i'm just like i remember this from a very long very 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 long time ago this is so profoundly beautiful. For those who are like, whoa, this went way over my head, <laughs> um, which, you know, for me a few years ago, that would have been me in your position going way through my ears and not even touching any part of my brain. But moon, when you say the moon is conjunct with Venus, what you're saying is that imagine your chart is flat, your astrology chart and your reading of where you are, for, a, for example, the month. Now, the way that you would do this and t- like, you know, let me know if I'm giving the wrong information here because I'm also still a learner of this beautiful process. But your chart is going to look different every day. So if you just pick out day one of your menstrual cycle and then move the day every day of your menstrual cycle, you'll see where things are moving. Is that right? Absolutely. You got to give yourself great. good credit here, Gemma. You're doing great. <laughs> this is because I've been practicing it myself so I can be better at this for myself. But when you say the moon, a lot of people might think, is it the new moon she's talking about or the full moon? But in your chart, you have a moon and you have a sun and that's it. Is that right? Yes, yes. And so what I'm referring to in talking about these moon Venus junctions, these would be by transit. So this is just as the moon and Venus are constantly moving. And so it's actually kind of similar to a new moon energy because the new moon is essentially when the moon and sun 
conjunct. And so that's what we're tracking when we say new moon. But you can kind of think of the moon Venus conjunction as kind of like a new Venus moon. Like that's definitely mm. not what it's called, but it's it's a similar energy. Sounds good. Just coming back together. They're starting a new cycle, right? I know maybe it should be that, it, <laughs> but it's, it's just a new. And so the way we've actually coined the, um, the term is Venus gate. So okay. what all Venus gate means is a moon Venus conjunction. It's kind of like overlapping a little bit, or they're in the same kind of position and they're kind of blocking, yeah. not blocking each other in a bad way, but they're just in alignment. Um, just as you said, the sun and the moon would be for a new moon, which is a dark moon. Um, now, just back to what you mentioned about the chakras, because I froth on the chakras. Um, I studied the chakras for a whole year back in 2014, 2015, and it was such a transformative year for me learning about each of the different things. But what you were saying is, okay, so Venus is in its, uh, is it, hang on, retrograde for 18 months. Is that right? No. So Venus stations retrograde every 18 or so months. Okay. So over that 18 month period, Venus is going to go from being in the morning to the evening or the evening to the morning. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, after she and, stations retrograde, she'll always be a morning star. And okay. then halfway through that point, she'll shift to an evening star until she's retrograde again and then goes back to morning star. <laughs> oh, my God, this is so cool. So as that's happening and it's transitioning, let's just say it's descending. So it's going from morning, and I could get this around the wrong way, but let's say it's going from evening to morning. It's going to move downward. So when it's going from evening to morning, is it going from top to bottom or is it the other way around? So it is said that when she's in her morning star phase, she is descending. So that's when she's going down. Okay. So she's- and then when she's in her evening phase, the evening star phase, that's when she's ascending up through the chakras. I feel like a kid at Christmas learning about this stuff. This is so cool. So basically morning star you're at your crown chakra and then over 18 month period of time it's going to go from the morning in your crown down to your root and so roughly that's like two and a half months per chakra and that means that if you knew when this was happening for yourself you could be like all right for the next two or so months I'm really working on my throat chakra and that throat chakra could be focusing on voicing how you feel it could be singing it could be working on chanting it could be wearing the color blue it could be surrounding yourself with the color blue it could be increasing blue colored foods all to do with the color of the chakra for your throat is that safe to say that that's how people can enhance their own natural chakra energy because that would be a whole different level of chakra cleansing Absolutely. Absolutely. So everything except for instead of two months, it's about one month. So if you think about over the 18 months, she goes down through all seven and then also up through all seven. Okay. That makes sense then. So she does every, everyone kind of twice. Yeah, exactly. Roughly. So yeah. So it's about a month that the moon and Venus will conjunct. So you can kind of think about it like a whole, it might even correspond with the menstrual cycle. And so this is where it gets really fun to see like, where are you, your cycle? How does it link to the new moon and the moon cycle? And then also the moon Venus cycle. So we're just adding more stuff. (laughs) So many more tools, because it just means if we, because obviously we're very menstrual focused (laughs) on this podcast, but if we focused on menstrual cycles, like last year in 2021, there was one menstrual bleed that I had where I had quite a big clot and I never, I never get clots. And I took a photo of it. I put it in my hand. I felt it. And I was like, what is this thing? Now that was also roughly six months after my termination surgery. So I knew that I was bound to have something like this happen at some stage. However, If I went back in my chart, I could probably see, okay, was this a time that I was going through deep root chakra cleansing as Venus was descending to make her turning point and then all of a sudden to rise again? Because that would help me work out, all right, well, naturally I'm going to have a bit of a change in my menstruation because the root chakra is all about your womb, feeling grounded, feeling supported, your uterus, your ability to menstruate, your ability to create Like all of that is root chakra. And if Venus is in this transitional point on the root chakra, that whole month, 
naturally you're going to feel more connected or more aware or have something go on in that area of your health and life. Is that safe to say? Absolutely. Yeah. The way you're describing it is exactly what happens. And this is why I think it's so powerful. Yeah. It's so cool. So it would be really interesting to see those, those dates of everything with your chart, but yeah, you can pretty much bank on the fact that there's going to be an intensification of those chakras within every Venus gate. And it is pretty noticeable. Like when you feel the shift from say heart into solar plexus, you're like, Whoa, okay. Yep. <laughs> it, it's like quantum. There's something that I notice in astrology where there's this like cusp energy that is spoken about. And I don't know, I, I kind of have like a challenged feeling around cusps. I kind of feel like it's one thing or the other, because I notice that things will ch- change and shift so dramatically from one day to the next, as soon as a new cycle begins, it doesn't feel gradual. It's just like, Oh, all of a sudden we're doing this other thing. So ripping the bandaid of- off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, this is something that you can search this in your search engine and just type in Venus gates and there are dates that you'll be able to find. So this is very accessible information. Um, and you can also do the same thing and research your Venus star point, And it'll give you a lot of information on, are you born in the morning star phase or an evening star phase? And it can also help you to know if you're going through a Venus return, which happens every eight years. So every year of your life, that is a multiple of eight, you're going through your own Venus cycle returns. So that's also, I think, really supportive to know in terms of our cycles of life, because it's kind of similar to you know, any other return. A lot of people know about the Saturn return at 29 and how all of the foundations of your life are completely shifting and, you know, you're starting a whole new cycle of what you're building. It's very similar with the Venus returns, only it's more connected to your creativity and the feminine aspects and your relational dynamics. So um, noticing how all of that also connects to your self-awareness, menstrual cycle, how you feel about yourself, also how you feel about your own feminine power. I feel like every time we go through a Venus return, there's this massive up-leveling in our ownership of the feminine. So this, I highly recommend uh, searching this out for yourself and connecting with this. I have to interrupt this episode to let you know that today is sponsored by my Reset Your Cycle Masterclass series. This is a three-part live class series to transform your menstrual cycle knowledge and increase cycle confidence. Throughout three live classes, you'll discover understanding your cycle hormones, what they are, how they change throughout the four phases of your monthly cycle, and how they contribute to how you feel. You'll also discover cycle disruptors and what you can do, those things that make you feel a little bit out of whack through your cycle off balance and impact your moods along with your hormones. And then we cover your cycle and natural contraception. Gain a better understanding of contraception, the good, the confusing, and how to choose a contraceptive method that serves you and your health goals. Head over to wellsome.com forward slash shop to learn more. That's wellsome, W-E-L-L-S-O-M-E.com forward slash shop and use the code cycle love to save 20% off. I want to go Google this shit right now, (laughs) but I will hold off until we finish recording. Um, This is profoundly amazing because if you're not realizing this by listening at this stage, but everything is connected and so intricately that it just goes to show that for centuries people have been living in connection with astrology and energy and that's what chakras are chakras are your energy fields within your body which make up your entire energy field um i just envision like i visualize when you talk about the chakras cleansing like the shushumna nadi is the main channel of energy through your body and it rises up and it you know comes down and we can do that with the power of the breath we can do that with the power of meditation in our, and I'm going on, I'm going to go on a tangent. Um, even in our menstrual cycle, we have different times of our cycle where our inward energy is channeling up. So you could say it's rising and then it's descending and that we have a pivotal change in our menstrual cycle where that happens. And then we hear that Venus, a planet 
in the solar system also has a similar thing and that that relates to the energy fields within our body. Holy fuck balls is all I can say. Um, very, very excited. When you mention about Venus return, just to clarify, you mentioned eight, eight years, like eight year cycles. Mm-hmm. I find sometimes I get a bit confused about the eight years. So at the end of your, so you're born and then you live your first year and then you turn one. So would it be when you turn eight, which would be at the end of your eighth year of life? Oh, you're getting real, real nuanced here. Okay. So <laughs> or, or, is, or does that eight, or does the cycle start when I'm born? So it changes when I turn seven. Yeah. Yeah. So I would stick with just using the numerical value multiples of eight, just to keep it simple, but they do last actually for that whole 18 month cycle, 18, 19 months, because so say, for example, the way you're going to find your Venus star point is you, you take a chart or an ephemeris, which is where all of the dates of all of the planets conjuncting, um, you can find that. So pretty much anywhere. There's actually a really great resource. It's by Ariel Gutman, and she is one of the pioneers of the Venus Star Point. And she has a website. I think it's called Venus Star Rising, or Sophia Star Rising, something like that. And she has a free chart that you can go and see the most recent Venus Sun conjunction that is before your birth. So this is where it gets nuanced because you could be say the Venus Star Point occurs in June of the year you're born, but you're born in December. You were born six months after the Venus star point. So you are always going to, um, maybe it's going to, you're going to start that Venus return just before your eighth birthday or just after after you are in that, but you will, but everybody gets to have that whole 18, 19 month cycle as their Venus return. Like it will last for that whole time. Okay. Is anyone else yeah. going to geek out on this shit like me or is it just me over here? <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, I so hope so. I feel like this is <laughs> potent information. Like we've been using this for thousands of years and it, mm-hmm. it is, everything is so connected. We left ourselves so many clues on how to stay embodied and connected with our cycles. And it is very alchemical. It's like as above, so below, as below, so above. We can find these macro and micro cycles all sort of feeding in on each other. I I do think that Venus has a very strong connection with the Shashumna channel and, you know, the the ascent and descent. And if you've ever, um, if you're interested in mythology, you might really enjoy the myth of Inanna. There's the story of Inanna's descent, which is correlated to Venus. So that is some fun homework for you all to tap into as well. And there's a lot of metaphor there. Like she has to go through these. She's basically descending through the chakras. And then, you know, in the crown, she has to surrender her crown, literally. (laughs) Right. So as she goes through all these chakras, she's healing and clearing so much. And it's all part of this initiation. And I really love thinking about our cycles that way. Like this is all an initiation to be the highest version of who we came here to be. And it's like, what a blessing to be a menstruating person because we get to have this very physical marker of our initiations and this constant reminder that we are always in rhythm and polarity and flow. So Venus is such a supportive ally for this. I just keep thinking, it. I agree, but I just keep thinking men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Well, Mars, <laughs> what a fucking boring planet. <laughs> yeah, you, you can be from Mars, that's fine. But I think Venus is so beautiful. Um, you mentioned about, was it Inanna's or Inanna's? Inanna, thing. yeah. How do you spell that for everyone who's like, oh, my God, I want to research into this? Yes, it's I-N-A-N-N-A. I-N-A-N-N-A. So, yeah. Inanna's descent. Yeah, the Sumerian goddess, Mesopotamian goddess. Beautiful. Oh, my God. This is so beautiful. It's kind of making me think, Nira, about people who are going through health challenges. Now, I'm going to get a little bit woo-hoo for some people. But, you know, if we are having um, a heart challenge with our health and it could be you had a heart attack, I would love to be like, hang on a second, where was your Venus star point and what like chakra were you working through and was that related to your heart chakra at that time? Because Mm -hmm. I think 
that is also we can then look at health challenges about purification. I know we talked about purification before we hit record, but it could be even a purification process. So let's just say for a period of time you have flared up PCOS. I would be so fascinated to know if that was around your sacral chakra or your root chakra point in reference to Venus because Venus is the feminine planet, feminine energy um, with the feminine ultimate power. And our womb space is the ultimate feminine, you know, home and house within our body. And if we're having a challenge in that home and house, I wonder if that's because it's of purification purposes because our Venus energy is moving through the, I'm going so off track for some people. They're like, what the fuck is she talking about? But through the Shishumna Nadi channels and it's like intensified around our root chakra and then maybe it's connecting with that sacral, sensual, sexual energy and maybe that's the time in our life when we're like, oh, my God, I want to sleep around and express my sexuality. And then you might be like, the shop's closed. I'm working on myself and exploring self-pleasure, whatever it is. Wow. This is this yeah, just absolutely. makes everything just seem so different in life now. <laughs> yeah. And if you think about and using that example that you just gave, that was amazing. You can also find which Venus gate you were born into. So you can find that Venus star point and the Venus gate. So for me, for example, I was born into the sacral chakra gate. That was the most recent moon Venus conjunction before my birthday. So I know for me, it is, I am very connected to the energy of creativity. I am, if I'm ever to have some sort of, you know, physical lesson or something showing up in my body, it is always connected to the sacral chakra and all of the, you know, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual themes that are associated there. So I feel like those are issues that we get to play with and and work through for life. And then, then you can start to see, um, you know, the subsidiary ones that come through transit and and where we are at the time. So I think every time, so say, for example, if you were born um, under a, a Venus gate in the sacral chakra, every time Venus comes back to a sacral chakra Venus gate, you're going to have extra intensity. And I actually remember there was, a time when I was pregnant. And when I look back and see one of the times that was incredibly painful, like a portion of my pregnancy, there was, I spent obviously a full month of that pregnancy with a Venus gate in the sacral chakra. And I remember that was when I really started getting a lot of cramps and I was super connected to my uterus and like how everything was feeling there. Yeah, it is absolutely profound. And, and I think that's when I started feeling and, and like almost coming into a new level of initiation, like I am creating life right now and Mm -hmm. just you know, the, the immensity of that, like so profound. So I know for me, that's a really important lifelong Venus initiation. And if I think back to some of my um, emotional challenges growing up, a lot of things that I was always focusing on was um, worthiness and um, trusting my creative flow, which is also very sacral chakra nuanced. And um, when I was younger, I, I had some issues with hormones and, and balancing and also learning how to feed myself to keep balanced in my hormones. So when I look back, I'm like, oh yeah, it makes a lot of sense that this is a big part of my initiation and also really honoring my sexuality. And, you know, finding the balance of like, not just giving it away for free or not completely, you know, shutting down, like what's, what's a healthy balance of really owning and honoring my sexuality. Um, I kind of see myself these days as more of like a a sexual initiator, even though I'm married. So I'm initiating my husband, but (laughs) it's it's not just totally fine. You can do that too. (laughs) And you can do that in many different ways. Totally. I it is it's such a beautiful reflection because I I feel like she um she just guides you to that really potent part of your femininity wherever you are um on the gender spectrum so this is information for all totally I think and yeah regardless of gender like you said it's for everybody every being not because we all have shashumna we all which is the main channel of energy in our body it's also what they tap into with kundalini yoga but that natural or that innate you know energy channel it's also in a like erect pardon the word but erect energy flow with the spine and the nervous system so it is a really major channel in our body and 
everyone has that regardless of your you know your genitals you could say or how you prefer to identify um, and we all have chakras and we all have the same chakras just our chakra balance and energy and flow is very different I am frothing on this information oh my god so, so I think a great starting point for everyone listening who'd be like oh I really want to understand this for myself would be just finding out where the Venus star point was when you were born would you agree Yes, that's part one for sure. And a really nice way to think about this is she's going to be most of the time different than your natal Venus position, unless you were born really close to a Venus star point. Um, So you can kind of think of the Venus star point as the mother of your Venus. And that's really, it's helpful to kind of blend the energies Yeah, and it'll give you more information. And this might actually help any people who have wondered about their Venus sign placement and felt like, oh, do I fully resonate with this? Well, maybe you resonate more with the Venus star point. Yes. And it just goes to show there's never just one point for a planet or one point for a, for a mm. sign or like a star sign. Um, I guess the house is always the houses, <laughs> but um, the other things always shifting. And like you said, like in conjunction and movement and flow and transformation and transition. Um, The other thing I wanted to mention back on when we were talking about the chakras and the 18 months and the timeframes, so seven chakras, seven months times that by two, that's 14 months, you know, and then you've got a little bit of lenience here and there like for the 18 months, right? But 18 months is a really interesting number because it means that for nine months of pregnancy, you would experience all of the chakras because you were talking about your your Mm -hmm. pregnancy so you would experience every chakra channel transition plus your venus point would be in all of those phases and then the same in the first nine months of life for the baby now the reason why that gets me really excited is that your child doesn't yet or doesn't yet have established its own energy fields it relies on your energy field as the mother and then that's why connection in the first 40 days the fourth trimester all this you know, things post post birth are so important. And for you recognizing that you might go through a, a month where your heart doesn't feel like, I don't know if this is the right thing. And am I in the right place? Am I with the right person? You know, naturally to be aware that that could happen because you're about to go through the heart chakra challenge <laughs> would be so beneficial to be like, all right, do not piss me off because my heart chakra is being cleansed right now. And I will leave you if you piss me off. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It is such valuable information. And I love Mm. that too, with the the 18 months, it's the gestation cycles of the nine and nine. And yeah. So if we think about the seven chakras too, just to go back to what you were saying with, with the timing while Venus is retrograde, she's technically not making a gate. So that's like when she's in the complete, um, you know, she's hidden, she's in the underworld. So there's a lot of really overall purification happening at that time. And that usually ranges for about a month. And so then you have a couple of those kind of interspersed into the cycle. And sometimes depending on how many Venus gates are, there's like an eighth chakra and they call this the soul star or the death star, which I really love. um, Earth star portal. I've Mm -hmm. heard it called the earth star portal as well, because technically we have 12 chakras. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. So with, yeah. So pay, pay attention there. If you are part of the, the eighth chakra Venus gate, because that's kind of like a special one because it, it happens often, but not every time. Sometimes there's only seven. It really just depends on um, basically how many, how many moon gates we get until the yeah. sun and Venus come back together. This is so good. I'm loving this conversation. If you can't pick that up already for everyone. Um, I'm really fascinated to actually know about the masculinity because a lot of women I find today and mostly in the work that I see, I see and connect and support women who are going through menstrual cycle imbalances. And often that's because there's an imbalance in their femininity and the masculinity. So they're way too much in their masculine and they're not present enough in their feminine and then they think their feminine is like about wearing flowy dresses and getting your hair done and it's very very different to that so what would you say for a woman who's listening to this is like oh my god I, I really struggle to connect with my feminine this used to be me 
I'm yeah. way too much in my masculine. How do I connect with Venus's energy? Because Venus is all about let it be easy and ain't no one with masculine dominance going to let anything be easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's actually something that the feminine gets to integrate actually about the sacred warrior. Um, we've tended to place the warrior archetype predominantly only on the masculine, but there's also a feminine warrior. And so that's actually the association of the Venus morning star. So I'm born under Venus morning star. And I, I also struggled with this growing up where I was not very connected to my feminine. And when I learned, I was like, oh, I have a, like a warrior phase of Venus. So I'm actually here to um, kind of, you know, cut through the bullshit and and take a stance and and fight and and show up courageously. So for me, it was actually about reframing what I thought that that meant and how I felt that that had to look and actually honoring the the strength of my emotions and the strength of my convictions and and my ability to stand up for myself in in a very feminine way and realizing oh that you know if I have to stand up for myself it doesn't have to come through a a masculine Mm. energy like I can still you know express this warrior nature with softness with grace acknowledging the beauty of the relationships and and actually i feel like the number one way for everyone to connect more with the feminine is to connect more with the body which is you know the the salt of the earth our, our temple and so finding especially knowing where you have venus no matter what that will show you the well, first of all figure out if you're morning star venus that's more warrior energy evening star venus is more lover energy um but then looking at the sign of your natal venus um is, is that sign masculine or feminine but which um element is it as well fire earth air or water and then i would suggest doing rituals that are associated with the modality and element or the sign of your Venus. So for me, um, mine is water. And I know that if I connect with water, I am able to connect way more with my feminine energy and my feminine power. And I cleanse so much in water. So I would definitely look primarily at the elements to see like, this is how you get to become more embodied and, um, and flow. And, and also realize it doesn't have to look a certain way, right? Like what if you have Venus in Aries and you're part of the, the Venus in Aries star point and, and, and you're a morning star. So there's a lot of warrior energy, right? <laughs> that might be the ultimate go-getter who maybe has a hard time slowing down. There's a lot of ways to, um, you know, how, how might that look in, in a feminine sort of embodying the feminine way? And I actually think that's what we are evolving. Like we inform the mysteries as much as the mysteries inform us. So like, how, how does it look to be kind of like Xena warrior princess who also, you know, takes care of herself and, um, you know, is able to, to really thrive in that feminine leadership role. I'm loving all of this. I loved Xena Warrior Princess, the show, when I was a kid. <laughs> loved that. Me thing. too. <laughs> um, so interesting because it, you know, if you're listening into this, I would be very surprised if you're not thinking where you fit in all of this. Because, you know, I'm like, well, this explains so much about who you are as a person and as, as a woman on the planet. Regardless if you were born a woman and you now choose and identify as a male, that's okay. You still are a born woman with born female parts. And the the essence of that is so, so beautiful. I just feel like I'm like, what's my element? I want to know what my element is. And I want to go do all this research to find out where I sit with that. Because similar to you, you know, I'm I grew up very, very masculine. Um, I'm very close with two of my brothers. Oh, I have four, I'm one of one of four. Two of my brothers are born and myself are born within four years. So we grew up doing all the same things together, same toys, same games, same sports. And so it was easier for my mom, you know, naturally, of course, I'm going to do all the same things as the boys did. But I really grew up in that masculine way. My mom used to be very tomboyish. And so that's kind of how I just was as a child. But is that because I was modeling my own mum, or is that because I was born with a Venus morning star? Like, who knows? <laughs> so I think it just helps kind of align where things are in your life and helps you 
learn a little bit more about who you are and the why you have those tendencies or those, you know, natural um, ways of living. Um, so thank you so much for sharing. Um, what would you suggest to anyone who does live predominantly masculine? I know you mentioned about connecting with like nature. So I agree going outside, being with, being in bodies of water, being on the ground, um, spending time in nature, hiking, that naturally amplifies your feminine. But for those who are quite masculine and then if they went to do some astrology work, what would you recommend for them to transition into embracing Venus? Yes, I love this question. I actually feel that honoring cycles is very feminine work. It feels a lot like this is the torch that the feminine gets the honor of carrying. So simply by being attuned to the moon and to Venus, that feels like an honoring of the feminine. And I do feel like this connection with each of the elements, it's just asking them, well, what would be of highest service in this moment. I think if we come at it from that place or how can I give myself love in this way? And that energy of service and love are also very, very much of the feminine because the feminine holds a lot of the, the grounding and the foundation for relationships in society. So I feel like even that is, is very, um, very powerful work and it can take you far. And it's kind of like once you're in that space and you start to flow with that, so much more comes. It's almost like, you know, your, your spirit and your higher self, they're always just waiting for you in those spaces of self-exploration. They're just waiting for you to get to that place. And so it's like, if you start asking these questions of yourself and, and, you know, what you resonate with and what energies you're being attuned to, you will be guided as to what is your next step. Oh, these are great tips. Thank you so much for sharing. I think we could all honor our cycles in all the different types of cycles that we have, because we do live in multiple cycles, like you've shared and suggested. Um, and I love the question, how can I give myself love in this way? Like, how can I offer myself more love? How can I be more nurturing? Um, I've absolutely loved this topic and the time has flown by so quickly and I could just keep talking about it, but we are pretty much out of time. Um, do you think just as a, as a summary for the beautiful topic we've talked about with Venus and her energy and her feminine essence and our ability to connect with her and how she transits and transforms, is there anything that we've missed that you think would be a really great take home for our listeners to really go, all right, what's the next step for me in learning about embracing astrology for my cycle and embracing Venus? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's that connecting, connecting with your Venus, learning about your Venus star point, where do you fall in all of these cycles? And also just being really gentle with yourself. I really believe that what we need to know comes to us as we need to know it. So if anything feels overwhelming, um, just working with what's right in front of you and um, you could consider taking a course. I also offer a lot of workshops and, and courses, and this is something that I dive into in readings as well is if you'd like support to do this work. Perfect little segue because my next question was going to be how can people connect with you and learn more about what it is that you do? Um, I'm just going to give you a little plug that having had a session with you and done a number of calls with you now, session work is amazing. Just do it. You won't be disappointed and you will learn so much about both yourself and your own cycle, whether that's your menstrual cycle or your astrology cycle and you want to connect the two together. That's what you helped me with. So thank you so much for that. But how can people connect with you and find you? Like what's the best platform? Yes. The best way is my website, neurorochelle.com. And then I also have Instagram, which is just at neurorochelle. And so those are the two best places to find my daily updates. And I also have videos on YouTube at neurorochelle astrology as well. And yeah, it was such an honor to connect with you, Gemma, and get to dive into your chart and cycles. And it's actually opened up so much for me as well in terms of exploring these connections between our menstrual cycles and astrology. So thank you for the opportunity to be able to share on this. You're welcome. Thank you. I really feel that 
with the movement for the menstrual cycle, we can definitely explore how astrology can expand into the menstrual cycle even more. So I'm so glad that we're having these conversations together. I'm so glad that I found you, got a long time ago now, um, online. So thank you for being a vessel of this information and, you know, a transporter of it. So blessed to have you on the show. If you're listening, you need to go check out your stuff because it's just amazing. Um, so Nira, thank you so much for being on the show and dedicating your time to be here. Thank you so much for having me back. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag WellWomenPodcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.